What's up, top of the list listeners? You're back here with your boys, RB and Dom. Say what's up, Dom. What's up? And we're here coming at you with another episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi and another review, more importantly, of that episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. This being part three in the series uh, that's going to be, what, seven parts? Is that correct? Six parts. Six parts. All right. Six parts. So uh, we had our third episode. Of course, for those of you who had the chance to listen to our review of the uh, debut of the show, which was the first two episodes, uh, we are huge fans already. We were really excited to see where they were going to go with this third episode. And uh, as amazing as the first two episodes were, I'm just going to come right off the bat and say this is another 10 out of 10 for me. I gave a 10 out of 10 to the first two episodes, and they're just continuing to hit the ball out of the park. I uh, really loved this episode. Everything we thought we may get to see by episode six, I think we got to see already here in episode three, and that's really exciting for us. Yeah, I think I'm also going to give this one, uh, I mean, as close to a 10 as I can. Okay. I'm still I'm saving my 10 for that episode that really blows my socks off. I mean, not that this one didn't by the least. Uh, the, in this episode three, it gave me everything I was hoping to see. All the outcomes came to be. Um, I think that there was a little bit of a lead-in to this episode at the beginning that keeps it from being a 10 out of 10. You know, maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just saving that 10 out of 10 for one of these future episodes. We'll see, but nine and a half probably for me. Um, some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen, you know, we've been saying it for all these Obi-Wan Kenobis, uh, just some of the best acting set up uh, as far as the action goes, it was in phenomenal cinematography, incredible, just everything absolutely delivered in this episode. So um, yeah, nine and a half for me, uh, we've both given our scores, uh, if you haven't seen episode three of Obi-Wan Kenobi yet, turn it off right now, go ahead watch the episode and then come right back because we're going to talk spoilers. We're going to talk all the details of what happens in episode three. So Ryan, take it away. Let's start off just at the beginning of this episode. What's going on with Obi-Wan? So we see uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi meditating on this cargo vessel that he has been sent on with Leia and notified that he has friends out there. Mm -hmm. You know, he previously Obi-Wan, as we saw in the first two episodes, lives on Tatooine and has just come to terms with the fact that the Jedi Order is dead. The yep. Jedi are dead. And he has been notified that he has friends out there. So we see he's on this cargo vessel. We've escaped from the third sister. Uh, and he's, uh, he's meditating, right? He's, and he's meditating. seeking out his guidance from his master, Qui-Gon. Yeah, and this is an immediate callback to Revenge of the Sith and the very end where Obi-Wan, or uh, Yoda, Master Yoda, says to Obi-Wan before he goes off into exile, I guess it would be on Tatooine, you know, I have some some work for you. A, a new, an old master uh, has found his way to conjure himself, essentially, or at least his his thoughts uh, using the Force. So we see him attempting to contact Qui Gon, but instead get this incredible, I guess montage would be the right word, maybe flashback. He, I, I guess, it'd be more of a vision as he sees Anakin all scarred up once again. You know, donning the Darth Vader suit. Yeah, so we get, yeah, so he's like kind of hearing some old lines from some old movies. We hear Qui-Gon's voice from from Phantom Menace. We hear uh, Anakin's voice from Revenge of the Sith. We get everything. And um, this is intercut with, uh, you know, Obi-Wan's meditation and kind of visions are intercut with the assembly 
of Darth Vader, which is a good word to use here because he's literally being assembled by some, you know, little machines are unhooking his back to tank tubes and they're putting on his uh, mechanical limbs. And I, this was just one of the greatest intros to a Star Wars episode I've ever seen because it's just so, like, dark, I guess is the only term I could use. Um, and we get this, we did, uh, sorry, got tongue twisted there. <laughs> Uh, but we get this a couple times in this episode where we get Darth Vader's breathing just cuts out all the noise in the room. Just perfect silence and only his breathing. And I think that was a great choice by um, director Deborah Chow of this series. So another great decision there. And then, of course, we get a new planet. Do you... Mapuzo. Mapuzo. Yes. Mapuzo. And, you know, Obi-Wan and Leia land on Mapuzo. And immediately they feel like they've been swindled by Haja. By yeah, by Haja. So I guess that uh, they, I guess Leia kind of takes the reins here a little bit, and she calls forth one of our. I, I think he's one of my favorite aliens yeah. now. Yeah. What's his Freck? Yes, Freck, played by Zach Braff, uh, who, who's great. Little mole person action. I love. I love the. Uh, I'm assuming it's CG. It's not actual makeup or. I that mean, was that to oh, me looked like a real costume. So so potentially a real costume, but really great getting all the moving parts. You know, you got the the sort of nose movement that you see from a mole, but Freck's sort of a, a simpleton, for lack of a better term, just a guy living in his home planet of Mapuzo, ready to follow the orders of the Empire, who he sees as his government. Yeah, and he he loves the Empire, yeah. which I thought was pretty hilarious and. Um, of course, we. He's like, he's like, who doesn't love a little order, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was great, and I think once again we got to call it out, RB, so she doesn't get any hate. Leia, young Leia, is awesome. Mm-hmm. She's great in the comedic scenes. She's great in the emotional scenes. Everything, just fantastic child actor here. Um, and you know, once again, you McGregor also playing well. Their dynamic is great, yeah. and um, I guess one of the first big reveals that we get is when they're sitting in the back of Freck's truck and we learn a little history of Obi-Wan that we had never learned before that he had a family he was like other Jedi he was taken from his family at a young age he remembers his mother's shawl his father's hands and he remembers a baby and he says I think I had a brother right when I I think this is a, a powerful sequence as well because it adds even more depth to Revenge of the Sith and Obi-Wan and Anakin's exchange on Mustafar that you were my brother, Anakin, because I think that adds it more, that he had a brother that he was taken from, but he had a second chance at that with being able to sort of raise Anakin into the Jedi Order and another layer of emotional depth for Obi-Wan Kenobi and why the death, destruction, whatever you want to call it, of Anakin Skywalker is so... disheartening to him and demoralizing to Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I think this is an excellent scene followed in part by the scene once the uh, stormtroopers get on into Freck's uh, truck, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. and they start doing the the bit that it's his daughter and he's, he's, you know, a made-up story Obi-Wan is sharing that, you know, Leia's his daughter, Loma, right? Luma, Luma, yep. But uh, he yells at her, Leia, that's enough. And they say, hey, I thought you said her name was Loma, and he starts talking about her mother. But we know, even though he's not truly talking about his wife, Leia, he's talking about Padme, and we get another emotional sequence there, and Leia then asking, you know, you, you knew my mother. Are you my father? Yeah, that was really emotional for me to see, yeah. too. 
and you know they pulled it off great and it makes you feel even more for Leia who's a character that you know we already have a great connection with because we love Star Wars but this just is deepening her character to levels that we hadn't seen before yeah and um then of course we get some really cool battle scenes actually with Obi-Wan in a blaster which I don't know if this this is kind of one of those things I'm a little weary on the 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 skill that Obi-Wan has with the blaster I think you can explain it away with saying okay yeah he's he's a Jedi he has the force that's why he's so accurate Mm -hmm. but then again in Revenge of the Sith he's fighting General Grievous and he has to kill General Grievous with a blaster shot and he throws the blaster away and he says so uncivilized and I mean I'll, I'll accept it I'll accept it, but it still feels a little like they just needed a way for him not to take out his lightsaber. Yeah, I I mean, I feel like we've seen Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars, and maybe I'm mistaken, wielding a blaster before. My my thought of so uncivilized was how he was describing the actions of General Grievous, more so than just using the blaster. Okay. That that's how I read into that scene uh on whatever planet it is where he eventually yeah. killed General Grievous. Yeah. Uh so Yes, we get this scene. You know, our, our good friend uh, Freck, right? Freck, yep. we said, is not as much of an idiot as he seems. You know, <laughs> he, he, sus- he suspects something's up yeah. at this checkpoint. We get to see Obi-Wan wield the blaster. Unfortunately, he and Leia fall to this uh, group of stormtroopers. More come in backup, and they're, you think they're going to get executed. You hear them, you know, put your head down, and they're both heads down on, on the dirt. And then we get another new character this week. Uh, Nara? Is that a correct? Tala. Tala, beg your pardon. Played by Indira Varma. Yeah. Yep. She was great in this uh, episode as well. Um, another cool thing that happened in the Stormtrooper fight just prior to that was Stormtrooper got cut in half. Yeah, by I, the, the gate. <laughs> by the laser gate, yeah. yeah. that I thought that was pretty cool, too. We, you and me both looked at each other like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So, And then, of course, we get into the actual town, the spaceport, yep. and um, we meet another new character besides Tala. Um, we go into like this little hideout, and we need, I think his name's Ned B. Ned B, yep, the uh, the moving droid. Yeah. He doesn't, can't talk. Yeah, he can't he's, talk. He's just a mover. Just a mover. And yeah. then, of course, I love or the line. I, yeah, a loader. And I love the line Leia says, well, what if he has something to say? And <laughs> then Tala responds with, sometimes actions speak louder than words. Yeah. I thought that was great. That was great. Great, great play scene. back and forth. Right. So we've, we've talked a lot about the Obi-Wan story, but there's also, the, all these sequences are intercut with... Darth Vader and the third sister with some awesome dialogue that we get to see James Earl Jones again back doing what He's he back. does best, you know, I guess besides voicing Mufasa from <laughs> Lion King, voicing Darth Vader. Yeah, he's back and he is intimidating as heck. And of course, I think, um, you know, part of this has to do with his return. The reason that Vader is so intimidating because we do get to see Vader a lot in this episode. Mm-hmm. And um, that was fantastic to see. Uh, the dialogue, some of the best writing I've seen in a Star Wars show in a long time. Um Still loving Riva's character yep. and her interaction with the other Inquisitors. Yeah, there there seems to be a very excellent storm of Bruin, storm on the horizon that will be a showdown between Riva, the third sister, and I think it's the seventh brother. Yes, with I think with so. the hat. Yeah. yeah, that they very clearly have a pass and do not like each other and are are very much fighting for Vader's. Uh, Affection and for really now the role of being the next Grand Inquisitor with our original Grand Inquisitor killed at least as far as we know in the second episode. I'm interested to see if that's going to be answered at any point. I want to know if that's answered. So, you know, that's another reason why I'm not quite giving this one a 10. It didn't give us all the answers, but um, it did give us a lot more connections to the Clone Wars. 
And one connection that did come up was uh, Quillen Ma- Voss. Yes, I Quillen think that's Va- his name. Wait, Quinlan Voss. Quinlan. Yeah, the uh, Tarzan-esque uh, <laughs> Jedi. I think that's what we can call him. He got a three-episode arc yep. in the Clone Wars, uh, fighting with Obi-Wan against uh, some of the Huts, I believe, and also Ventress, Asajj Ventress. Uh, he's kind of a... The opposite of Obi-Wan. That's yeah. all I could say. You know, Obi-Wan is cool, calm, collected, you know, sort of this debonair, suave Jedi. This guy's more the wild man. We see him jumping out of his, you know, the opening sequence of him is him jumping out of the ship and just landing it saying, oh, let's go, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he now exists in this universe as well. We can see that, you know, more ties to the Clone Wars, even yeah. if they're a little here or there. You know, we see his writing on this secret tunnel passageway yeah. through uh, Mapuzo. Yes, absolutely, and the writing itself is a really great um, indication of Star Wars in general. You know, most Jedi's, it says, uh, or I guess what Quinlan writes is uh, you have to close your eyes to see, see to truly way. see yeah. the way. And um, I thought that was great because, you know, all the best scenes in Star Wars are when the Jedi close their eyes and use the Force. Mm-hmm. So, um, good little callback there. And then, of course... We, we get, get what we want. Yeah, we get the scene, the the sequence we've been waiting for, the arrival of Darth Vader, and it's terrifying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Walking through Mapuzo, innocent bystanders just being pulled out and force choked and, he you know, brutalized. Someone's snap someone's neck. Yeah, just sitting out by their door, just force, and then head is turned the wrong way, and you hear the snap. Darth Vader is taking no prisoners. Anyone who tries to get in his way, even by accident gets in his way, of getting to Obi-Wan Kenobi is not going to fare a good fate. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we had talked about a little bit beforehand is that um, this sequence, we don't hear any dialogue from James Earl Jones. It's all Hayden Christensen in the suit. And his actions, like they said earlier in the episode, his actions speak louder than words. Just the way he turns his head, knowing that he's viciously still angry at Obi-Wan. The way that he'll do anything to find his master and kill him. And it was just incredible. The way he walked, the way he embodied Darth Vader. This guy is incredible. I mean, you know, we, as much as I've made fun of his acting in Attack of the Clones, I mean, he knows how to play Darth Vader, oh, 100%. Yes. Oh, yes. And, of course, we have Leia and, what was her name, Tala? Tala, yep. And uh, Obi-Wan just really sadly pleads, Tala, please get her to Alderaan. I'll hold them off. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and they, you know, Leia and Tala go in the tunnel. They're on their way to the getaway ship. And Obi-Wan faces off against Darth Vader. With one of the most incredible scenes we've seen since Revenge of the Sith. We see, I, I mean, you, you know the lines better than me. You've watched this one a couple of times. I've just watched yeah. it once. So. But some of our fav, famous, uh, favorite lines, you know, yeah. well, you, you should have killed me when you had the chance. <laughs> yeah. you, and something about you made me like this. Or, uh, you yeah. made me like yes. this, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, we get an incredible callback to, to Mustafar mm-hmm. with Darth Vader bringing his lightsaber down to the ground and putting the fire all around a downed Obi-Wan and says, now you will suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the imagery in this mm-hmm. was incredible. The flames in Darth Vader's eyes as he watched Obi-Wan suffer. Yep. Oh, my gosh. So Obi-Wan's arm gets all burned up. He gets messed up. Yep. Something we didn't know was going to no, happen. No. He never indicated in A New Hope, but, yep. you know, of course it makes sense because we never saw him without his robes on, mm-hmm. so. Now, eventually we do see... Tala yep. and Ned B 
coming to rescue Obi-Wan. But we do not know where Leia is and what happens to Leia before the end of this episode. Yeah, at the end of this episode, you know, Leia's trying to get to the pilot that'll take her back to Alderaan. She gets to the end of the tunnel, and Reva is waiting for her. And we see the dead pilot. And the dead pilot, and so, you know, for all intents and purposes, Leia is captured once again. And Obi-Wan is injured. He's going to have to go rescue her again. So this isn't the last we're going to see of Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader. This is just a little taste. Just a little taste of what the f- major battle, I feel like, is to come. Now, predictions. What do we think is going to happen next now that Reva has Leia? Once again, I don't think Reva, nor do I think Darth Vader, realize that Leia is his daughter. Is that correct? Right, and I don't think Darth Vader will ever know it until episode six, right? right, right? That's right. when he finds out, and he says, uh, Leia, he says, oh, your sister, right? In Reven- right, and Return yeah, of the Jedi. On, um, um, Endor, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, on the Ewok planet. Yes, forest moon of Endor. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, so, I mean. Yeah, so, I mean, because we've seen her captured once by, not by Reva, but by the bounty hunters hired by Reva, and we think that if Vader wanted to see Leia, he would have, you know, that would have been the plan. Just bring Leia, not Obi-Wan. So what is going to happen? Is Leia going to come face-to-face with Darth Vader just as a, a captive to lure Obi-Wan out? Are they going to, or is Vader going to, <laughs> keep I apologize, I dropped my phone. Uh, <laughs> is Vader going to sense some sort of force connection with Leia, even though he doesn't know it's his daughter? You know, what? that's, that's what I'm thinking. We're going to have a little bit, maybe yeah. Darth Vader is going to be slowed down a bit by feeling the connection to this girl that that's how i think it's going to go and that's going to give maybe obi-wan an advantage to go rescue her i i think you're onto something here i think definitely vader is going to use her as bait to get obi-wan back out and face him down on his territory on his ground and on the high ground (laughs) um but yeah i think he's going to use leia as bait once again we said i don't think he's going to find out that she's his daughter but um you know when we maybe you can remind me, RB, if we think back to A New Hope, mm-hmm. when Leia and Darth Vader first meet, is there any indication that that's the first time they meet, or is it possible that they he met her when she was younger? That's a that's a great question. I know it's alluded to that Leia has an understanding of who Admiral Tarkin is. Mm. Admiral Tarkin, I'd recognize your foul stench anywhere. Mm. So potentially she's met Darth Vader or at least his crew in some some sort of way so maybe we'll get uh a tie-in there as well as you know maybe seeing a young tarkin who we saw in clone wars is a young uh senate or a young republic uh, admiral who later goes on of course to be darth vader's lead for the the imperial navy i guess it would be if he's an admiral right yeah yeah so uh that's what i'm hoping for definitely to get to see more of those loyal to Vader, are we going to go back to the Grand Inquisitor's location, or maybe are we going to be on, like, Vader's Star Destroyer? We'll see. Yeah, and I do have one final prediction, that a little bit of, um, kind of like a could go one way, could go another, is Reva's character. She walks through, before she captures Leia, she's walking through the, I guess you could say, hideout place where they had been hiding all these Jedi, where we saw the writing from Quinlan, where we saw the writing from all these Jedis, where Obi-Wan and Leia were being hidden. Mm -hmm. And she finds that hiding space, and she kind of puts her hand over what was the symbol of the Jedi Order. Someone had etched in on the wall. And to me, 
I'm starting to get the feeling that maybe the reason why she's so after Obi-Wan is because Obi-Wan is her source of hope. That maybe she's not fully evil. Maybe she feels like if she can get to Obi-Wan first, she has a way to kill Darth Vader and you know still be a Jedi. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of what I was going to predict. Not so much with the Obi-Wan side, but definitely with the her reasoning for wanting to get close to Vader. I think she is a Jedi who feels that she's able to bring back the Jedi Order, which is you know why she's so astute on getting closer with Vader so she can take him out, so to speak. But who knows? She could also just be evil and power-hungry and want to get Vader's power as just a young, ambitious former Jedi who's now a Grand Inquisitor. Absolutely. Or, or an Inquisitor, not the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we've talked all our predictions. We're very excited. Um, next week, next Wednesday, we're going to be out with another review for Episode 4. That's what we got in the in the schedule. I'm thinking we're just going to do... One review each episode all the way till the end, and then we'll get back to our movie reviews. Yeah, yeah. Um, hitting a little bit of a lull of, in summer movies. The big one that's coming out this week is um, the Bob's Burger movie. <laughs> I don't know how big of a fan you are of that. I've I'm going to go see it. it definitely. Yeah. I love Bob's Burger. Okay. Um, I don't know that we're going to review that. If you'd like us to, you can leave it in the comments for sure. Um, but that and I think the new, the second Downton Abbey, which I never saw the first and never watched the show. So we likely will not be reviewing those unless we get an outroaring from you guys uh, letting us know you want us to review it. But just as a reminder, you know, be sure to leave us a five-star review. Um, you know, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So uh, leave us a review, leave us a five-star uh, rating, and uh, we'll see you all next week or hear you all next week. All right. See you on the next episode, everybody. Later. Bye.